Welcome to the CNJ show. Or as I like to call it, Happy Jay gets his AEW figures day. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to the CNJ show, everybody. Yes, it finally happened. You know the uh, funny part about that is that the actual uh, entertaining part about that is is that you technically have them over me. Well, I have two at the moment, but the other three will be here tomorrow. So, aha, uh-huh. beat you to it. How about it? Oddly. Either one of us have little brand brand though, you know. So I don't really, yeah, like I said, if you spot her, just grab me one. But other than oh, that, I'm will. I'm not going out of the way. Did you want the chase variants too, or you don't really care? What what's the difference? Uh Cody has the uh Star Trek uh, vest on that basically is uh uh what was it all out from last year outfit and uh Jericho has the inner circle shirt and the title belt. And nah, that's fine. I like it. <laughs> okay. I'm good. One guy, one, one, one from each is enough at this point. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're gonna be very, very hard to find, I believe. But we'll see. I haven't even seen anybody have them. No, I haven't either. I don't think Walmart put them in the boxes, but we'll see. I don't even, I don't even yeah. recall Ringside Collectibles even having them. No, they didn't. Which you know they usually do, but yeah, I guess because of this being a first release and everything you're the only way you could find them would be in walmart's but eh, whatever we'll see maybe second batch with the little brand brands will have them who knows <laughs> yeah anyway uh, welcome welcome to the cnj show everybody uh we uh <laughs> we got a lot to talk about don't we yeah um the uh go home takeover before um i'm sorry to go home uh, NXT show before takeover, so it was uh, it was interesting, definitely to say the yeah. least. Yeah. De- definitely uh, got some remarks. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, we uh, we both watched Impact too, and it was not really worth talking about. So <laughs> um, I mean, there's a few things like Wrestle House I love, but other than that, you know. Uh, EC3 is apparently going to Reign of Honor, so that's interesting, but he's still with Impact. Yep. Um, the tag division in Impact is very, very scarce, and who knows where they're going next with both the North and uh, Motor City Machine Guns. You know, I think the North might be leading to a breakup, and uh, Machine Guns, who knows who their next challengers are going to be, but... We'll see what next week's impact is. Hopefully, it'll be better than this one. I just was not a fan. Uh, oh, Heat Raju is uh, the new X Division champion, which was kind of interesting. But we'll see uh, where they go with that. But yeah, other than that, man, I didn't really care for Impact. What did any, anything to add to that? Or? No, I I, I agreed. Um, any the standouts? I'll say uh, TJP put on a pretty pretty good performance. Definitely was impressive um he uh the ec3 thing yeah i like as i as i think i you know i've told you before i definitely see him showing up in aew at some point here um oh yeah hopefully sooner than later um you know brian myers i know we he had that that uh somewhat i guess controversial interview and just basically ripping mcmahon and, and them for not giving him a chance and I, you know how i feel 
in regards to that, I just don't think he has the it factor in general. So it's just awkward for him to be the one that's having this conversation. This is weird when like legit jobbers, like he he's almost like today's modern version of like the Brooklyn brawler. And it's like, why are you saying anything? But, um, there's that. And then, yeah, man, the tag team division's rough. Um, I definitely think there's a breakup coming for Paige and Alexander, which will lead lead to Paige eventually going to AEW, hopefully, uh, or whichever company would open up the pocketbooks. And uh, I hope they open them because Ethan Page has got major star potential. And, um, you know, I think he's going to land somewhere and be a big-time player in this game at, one, at some point. But um, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for that. Um, I know next week they got Grace and Deanna. Uh, Eddie Edwards has an open challenge. Um, what else am I, am I missing? Wrestle House and I don't. Yeah, there's other matches. I don't remember to be honest though. Okay, I'm trying to think what else was was put in the card. Okay, uh, that, that's fine. I'm sure they'll. Uh, oh yeah, they did. Did you see the Bomb for Glory poster they they released? Uh, I think so. I it, don't remember. It was uh, it's it was well, it's, it's it was announced for October twenty fourth, but uh, they got Eddie Edwards. Uh, in the middle with the championship belt and Moose and then um, Deanna Peraza. And then next to them is the good brothers actually with no belts, obviously. And then atop, you know, the top is bound for glory. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Eric Young's an Eric Young standing behind Moose also. And then at the top um, it's Ace Austin and Fulton, um, the motor city machine guns, I believe Jordan, no, sorry, Kylie Ray, and Jordan Grace, I think I want to say, yeah, just mm. in, inter- interesting, interesting. But yeah, that's all. That's all I got for Impact. Um, anything else, or we can we can we can hit up on NXT and then finish stuff later. Or what, what, what did you want to do today? Uh, yeah, we could do that. I, I guess the only other thing I want to mention about Impact was when they they showed the. Uh, I don't usually watch these, but it was they just it was a small clip of the. Uh, Stretcher match with Eric Young and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yep. It's Hard Justice from 2015. And I got to be honest, I had to I had to Google and find out. Uh, you use the interwebs to, to find out who the other commentator was, Josh Matthews. And I completely forgot El Snow was a commentator for yeah. <laughs> X slash DNA. Yep. But uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But yeah, other than that, man, yeah, it was it was all right. Um, I did watch Dark, but I don't really want to talk about it because I mean, other than I'll just say they're starting to do angles, but that's about it. Um, watch it if you want. If not, you know, you'll see the results on Dynamite, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was weird not having Dynamite on Wednesday. But you know, we had NXT, and God, wow, did we have NXT? <laughs> <laughs> So before we get into it, I will say this. I didn't think it was a horrible show, but no, there's a lot of no. question marks. And I'll, I'll I'll say this real quick. You know, when you have a show coming up that is so vitally important and take over 30 is where I'm getting at. And it should be important, but they're not really making it out to be. Exactly. And there was a match added today. I don't know if you saw. Um, mm-hmm. we can, I'll bring it up later when we talk about the uh, the NXT or the uh, North American title. But I, I don't like the sloppy delivery of building these matches up. And I think what fucked them is their schedule 
the last two months with Great American Bash and the limited limited amount of time they had to start the Cross and Lee feud, which only really been going. I mean, there's just been things that they could have did to make this more important, and they didn't. And I'll, I'll use one for example here. On Busted Open, Bully Ray said, you know, SummerSlam, the main event, your second biggest main event of the year. And it's true. Yeah. And I'll get into why he said that later, but that's the type of attitude they need to have for this particular takeover. If it's if it, if it wasn't 30, fine, I don't care. But takeover 30 is your WrestleMania 30, your WrestleMania 20, etc. This needs to be a card, a show that is important, and I literally can't stand how they have treated the buildup for this. And I think the issue is WWE has been so fucking focused on com- go- going to battle with NX or AEW and fucking around with the main roster and creative positions and Shawn Michaels showing on Raw and all this bullshit that they have let the, 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 the creative minds for NXT just wander the fuck off. And here we are. Well, I think there's some truth to that, but I also think that because of how things are in the world, and, and you don't want to use that as an excuse because look at AEW, but at the same time, you know, you can't really, I mean, you, you can judge it based on what it should be, but I don't think you can necessarily judge it and say, oh, well, you know, why aren't they doing this? Because it should be like this. I mean, there's so many things and factors, and I don't want to – it sounds like I'm giving them a pass when I'm saying that, but I'm not. Um, because, like I said, look at AEW. Um, the, the, the NXT shows and the takeovers to me – and I know I've said this a lot, but the – the last good takeover in my mind was the one we were at with War Games. So it was here. Yeah. Um, it just seems that ever since they went to USA two hours, it doesn't seem like it's Triple H that's running the show anymore. There's some things that still do, you know, like read Triple H all over the place, but a lot of it reads Vince McMahon to me and you know case of point once we get into talking about it I, I will bring it up there was a few things on this show that I just I sat there and thought to myself this is this is not Triple H this is Vince McMahon like NXT has become the main roster as far as creative goes and, and like there's certain things that still you know are better than the main roster you know, as far as like in ring work and stuff like that, but I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I don't know what. You finish first. No, I was just saying. I, I just don't know. You know how I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, here's here's where I'm at, and this is what bothers me the most about this entire fucking show is obviously you know I am a big Killer Cross fan, but that's besides the point. Like. You're putting yourself in a position where you have two guys who tech who really can lose one for sure, 
And the other one you're debatable on because he's champion. Now, this is where I'm about. This is where I'm just like mind fucked on, on the thought process here. You could have held off Lee and Cole for TakeOver 30 and had a bigger moment. Plain and simple. Cross. Now, granted, okay, but they didn't do that because they were so concerned about going up against fucking AEW so much. But then again, you hear from the grapevine that they don't care about ratings, blah, 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 bull fucking shit. At, at one point, before AEW really started to get going with um, pay-per-views, I mean, NXT TakeOver was the the standard for fucking pay-per-views. Plain, plain and simple. Even over AEW, like the standard for pay-per-views. And they ended that are not anymore. Like, just for example, they, okay, let's just, we, we can go down the card because fuck it. Why not? You have Cross and Lee. Like, that did not need to take place. You could have did Cole and you could have did Lee. Now you ask, oh, what do they do with the North American title? I got a fucking idea. How about you have Gargano win it a couple months ago? And then, you know what? Gargano could have did his Weasley fucking ways. And they, and then Regal could have been like, you know what, Johnny? You are going to defend that title. You're going to defend it in a five way at, at NXT TakeOver, you know, whatever. They could have did that. That wasn't a big fucking deal. And then you might be like, well, if Lee, if Lee lost, how could he be champion? Why the fuck not? Why couldn't he go up against Cole? Cole needed an, an, an opponent anyway. Okay, fine. What do you do with Cross? Okay, pick a guy that you can throw across that. Put him in a good feud against Priest. Obviously, you're not pushing Priest to the fucking moon. So why not have Priest and, and Cross go at each other? There you go. Fine. There was a comment on Facebook that said, somebody wrote that the women's division and NXT is the best division in the world. I, I literally wanted to respond back to this guy and be like, are you high? Because tell me, because like no offense to Dakota Kai, nobody gives a fuck about Dakota Kai against Io Shirai. And no offense to Io Shirai. Io Shirai, while she's talented, she is not a strong champion. She's not. So you have this women's championship match, which is just doesn't mean a fucking thing. You got Adam Cole. She hasn't, she hasn't even defended the title yet, has she? I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I don't think so either. Yeah. And she won it, what, two months ago? Two, yeah, <laughs> beginning of June. Now, then you got Adam Cole against Pat fucking McAfee when Adam Cole could have been in the main event the way he should have been against fucking against Lee. So there's that's right there. I just did, what, three matches that could have took place, four matches if you count the North American title. Okay, fine. You, you, you threw on this fucking three-way for the tag team belts, but the tag team champions aren't even on the card. I got an idea. Why not have a rematch from last week's disaster of Undisputed Error and Imperium instead of having lull fucking Orgasm Phantasmo, whatever the fuck you want to call them, against Brazongo and Lorkin and, and Birch? Why are they even involved in this fucking match? I, it's mind fucking boggling me. And then on top of it, has anybody seen Indosir or Indosir or Insidious? No, where the fuck are they at? <laughs> no, 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 this is this is the creative, the, the creative bullshit that's going on. And you know what? This might ruin the, uh, the. But obviously, if you're listening to this, you watch NXT. They added on Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher four fucking days, four days before the. Who gives a shit? Honestly. Well, you know, I I, I see what you're saying about everything. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you did hear about, you know, if, if you did, if you're hearing this right now, you'd probably saw the show. So, I mean, we don't necessarily have to give you all the results because whatever, you probably already know them. Um, uh, 
the thing about the tag thing, that's on the pre-show too. Uh, so they still only have five matches for the main card. But, 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 but Jay, how come, you know what? I got a better idea. Like Rhea and, and Mercedes Martinez, get rid of the fucking kickoff show. Or just do, and, and just do uh, Martinez and Rhea. Add a fucking sixth match. Yeah. You're on the fucking WWE network. For Christ's sake. It's mind-boggling, man. Mind-boggling. Yeah, I'm not sure why they... Yeah, they don't really have the time constraints on that for that. So I don't know why they don't add more, but whatever. Um, Well, I I guess... uh, I guess I'll get into all that, but I, you know, I don't want to go into you know results wise. But I would like to talk about uh, the matches. So what was the uh, the first match was the um... Gargano and Ridge. Oh yeah, uh, that bump, dude. Oh my god, I guess they edited it. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just like, I mean, they did it during the my favorite picture and picture commercial breaks, but. I mean, you saw it and you're just like what and then like as they're coming back is when it basically was ending and the first thing you hear from Morrow is just like oh my god <sighs> fuck Morrow anyway <laughs> um yeah I, I uh Ridge he seems like he's alright you know I, he probably needs a little bit more seasoning I, I, I'm kind of interested to, to find out why uh He's here now, um, you know. Doing it, does he live in Florida? Or I mean, he was in NXT UK, so I figured he'd be overseas. Um, and if he does live in Florida, then what the hell took him so long to get on TV? But you know, and why is he only like a two, you know, show thing? And then it seems like you know, maybe after Takeover it'll be something, but I don't know. What'd you think of the match and the bump and all that? Um, I really liked the opening match. I thought it was strong. I thought just, you know, when it went straight to the entrances, I, I was like, okay, here we go. Finally, a fucking good start to this shit. The match is really hard hitting. The bump was nasty, man. It was bad. It was really bad. You know, I was, when I, you know, obviously it was edited, like you said, um, at first I was just like, damn, man, I hope Johnny's okay. But I mean, you know, obviously I knew he was gonna be okay. Just do my reports. Um, I don't like what they've done with Ridge so far. Like, you're hyping this fucking guy off up, and he's lost two matches in a row. Now, granted, this match, he shouldn't have lost. You know, Candy interfered um, or helped Johnny win, so I get it. But I just, like, if you're building up a guy, don't have him lose these matches. Don't even have him be involved. Like, you don't need to have him involved in this, you know, in in, right. in, in the Nor- uh, North American title situation. And now he, if he's not gonna he, be in it, exactly. Like it was just, I think it's it's just a bad decision because now you're kind of like, what are you doing, Ridge? Now the problem with Ridge now is he's another big guy. He's similar to not necessarily character wise, but like you know Dexter and Timothy Thatcher, and even at a higher level, Cross. They're just these big dudes, and it's fine. But like, how many of them are you gonna have, and you know, and have them do anything? Like, I would have been actually better off with Ridge going to the main roster and wreaking havoc on Raw or something. Because, like, NXT doesn't need any more single stars. They're fucking loaded. They don't need any more. The, the, you know, yeah. the Raw and SmackDown is not even, not, not even SmackDown. Raw's the one that needs the help. SmackDown, not even. But the problem is, 
he goes to Raw, he's stuck in Raw Underground at this point. You know, so it's no, seriously, because you know, they got there's just it sucks, man. I don't know. I don't know. But the match is good, the bump is nasty. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I remember the second match was Dakota Kai against uh what was her name? Jesse Oh Kamika. Camilla, <laughs> Jesse Camilla. Jesse Camilla, aka uh, the purple-haired chick in Retribution. It seems like the leader. From every time you fucking see her, she's like the front at the front of the line. So, but definitely, yeah. First thing I noticed was the purple hair, and I was like, "Huh?" And that's what I texted you. Why? Well, yeah. Well, I reported, I think, in the last show, I want to say about the two girls that have been in the group, which was uh, Jesse Camilla and Santana Garrett. So. I knew of her, and then when I saw her, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. You don't listen. And this is the funny part is, this is how stupid they think the WWE universe is. That's what this is. 110%. How stupid the WWE universe is. Because they did this now, this is the second time they fucked with us with her. Because I told you this, at the end of SmackDown a couple weeks ago with the chainsaws and shit, she was the girl that was getting beat up in the crowd. That's what I thought. Yep, she was. But she didn't have the, she didn't have the purple hair. She then, did. Though, she did. She? she did a little, she did. little bit. Yeah, if you go back and watch, she had a little bit. And then what they do with the following show or next time Retribution's on, she's fucking, you know, basically at the at the fucking, um, you know, forefront. Yeah. And now she's fucking wrestling, and it's just like. What are you doing? Like, are you testing the WWE universe and how stupid they are? I think they're trying to to test the waters as far as that goes and throw people off on the scent. And you know, I see that. That's why you know we were talking the last couple of shows about who these people could be and you know who's going to be revealed as them or whatever. It's just like I, I don't. I really don't think they know yet. I, I really don't think they do. I think they might have an actual idea, but when it comes to finally like pulling the trigger, saying yes, this is what's going to happen, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. And not necessarily like do it, but I don't think they're ready to commit, like to say to Champa or whoever, "Hey, you're going to be in this group. Get prepared." Blah blah blah. I think they're telling the talent. You could be in this group, get prepared, but I don't think they're officially saying you're in this group, do this. You know, I, I just, I think that they're just, they're like Vince is obsessed with like trying to, to shock us and wow us. And it's like, he doesn't get it. You don't have to like try to script a wowing us. Like there's, there's people there that you could use in a way that would wow us that doesn't have to be cookie cutter, you know, have Vince McMahon's fingerprints and paws all over it because we see right through that bullshit and have seen right through that bullshit for years. And this is just another example of of them doing that. And I was just like, wow. Okay. I guess the biggest surprise was that Raquel finally made her presence known and she dyed her hair blonde, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I figured she'd be around, but I don't know if this means that uh, Dakota's losing or, or what. They, they, the backstage promo they did with Tegan afterwards was weird, too. I didn't quite understand 
you know, the, her wording, and it's like, oh, we're gonna have a drink of wine or a glass of wine, and like, okay, I, I thought like, because they went right from D- Dakota to her, I was thinking maybe they'd ask her about what you know happened there, because it, but but I guess they want to be done with the two of them for a while. And, Has she been feuding with I Candy? I haven't realized it. Well, Candy made some comment, I guess, last week in that segment. I, I guess it was towards her. I don't remember, but they, they kind of sort of back and forth. Remember when they were doing the thing with Mia and, and Keith Lee, uh, Dakota played the, uh, or not Dakota, but Tegan played the uh, deli- pizza delivery girl, remember? Oh, yeah. It's, dude, it's just like, but like I said, that's just, that's just lazy booking is all it is. They're no, just trying is. to come it's up with, completely. trying to come up with something. It's all it is. Yep. Like, yep. It, it should be, the, 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 and I, I love Io Shirai, don't get me wrong, but it, the, the, the few, the main, the top feud for that woman's title right now, in my opinion, should be Tegan versus Dakota. Yeah. And I think it will be at some point, at least I hope it will be, but the way that they turned Dakota, it's very, and we were there, we saw it at TakeOver, you know, and it was great. We, we, we popped, we called it, it was great, we loved it, and they just they didn't do shit with it for months afterwards and i know that you know tegan was out selling the knee that's fine but like when she came back it was just like nothing fucking you know and then they brought raquel into it and it's just like this doesn't make sense to have her there like i like i, I like she came back and i was like why <laughs> you know jay after 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 we're done with nxt i, I, I say we just kind of do a quick do our picks real quick afterwards might as well. For might as well since yeah, we're talking about well. it. But uh, yeah, get them over with, and then we could do our SummerSlam picks tomorrow after SmackDown. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you about the whole the hold 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 whole um thing with Dakota. That's what I'm saying. They had EO win the belt, and she had this grand celebration at you know at um in your house, and it's just but she has no challenge. No, and she's like, she's fell flat. I mean. Yeah, I mean, maybe Dakota will take it from her. I mean, I can hope, but it's just like, and I hate to say hope because it sounds like I'm, I'm bashing you. I'm not. It's just like the creative direction for it. It just made no sense. The, you know, the like, best part about this gonna... is they've built, I feel like they've spent more time, and it hasn't been a lot, a lot of time, but they've spent more time getting the Rhea and Mercedes Martinez feud more prominence than EO and Dakota. Yeah, and now they, they and now they and, real quick and they and now they kind of in my opinion I think they failed Dakota here having Raquel um Raquel Raquel come out because now it doesn't look like Dakota can beat her on her own. Yeah. Now granted she's a heel fine blah 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 but still like it's just I don't know man like I said lazy booking and it's just it's bad bad setup for this big of an event. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I guess we don't have to go in order. I'll skip around. Let's do the uh, Mercedes and, and Rhea thing next. So, <laughs> um, so I, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. We didn't really talk about it on the show, but I guess Shotzi got her her car stolen yeah. that had her helmet, her gear in yep. it, and I got helmet that she wore on. Uh, NXT last night, I guess, is a helmet that Triple H, I guess, had made for her. Uh, it got for her when he found out that you know her shit got stolen. So it was, it was a good gesture for him. You know, he's he always seems to take care of the the guys and the girls. So yep, uh, it was it was cool to see that. But um, 
the match itself was okay. The, the, the thing that was goofy to me, and this is, they basically wrote off any chance of them adding Rhea against uh, Mercedes, I think, to take over. And that's basically the spot where it looked like she was powerbombing Mercedes against the plexiglass, but there was no fucking pe- plexiglass. She just landed on her back flat. And it was like, whoa, you know, and, and it like completely took her out. And they didn't really do like a big, you know, oh, stretcher job thing or, or anything like that, which I feel they probably should have because it was kind of a big spot out of nowhere. And it was like, wow. And I wasn't really expecting it. And it was kind of like a heelish thing for Rhea to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. What did you think of all that whole thing? So I had an issue with this because, you know, you've, you've had Rhea kind of going at the Robert Stone brand now for a little while, and then you bring in Mercedes Martinez, who this on paper, you should be building up Mar- Martinez and Rhea, and I, and I hate using a comparison to this, but it's almost like you're building up a Brock and Roman. Like, yeah. you know, like these yeah. are probably, on, and realistically on paper, could be the two of the top women in your wrestling division in general, like in terms of size and everything. And number one, here's the thing that bothered me the most is don't let them touch. You fucked it up yeah. right there. There shouldn't have been any confrontation to them, but before there's a, not that any confrontation, but there shouldn't have been this type of match. This is what WWE is so infamous for is doing these like, tag team six man bullshit before the actual event the actual pay-per-view to get the you know to get the opponents in there and it, it, it's horrible it's a horrible idea and i'm not saying aew doesn't do it they do it at times but like there's just okay perfect example cage and mox did they uh, did they really have any contact before their match i think maybe at the end they had one instance where they where cage a cage attacked him or something like that or no I'm sorry twice yeah. twice the out, the outside also yeah. but there was no matches there wasn't like cage and fucking Ricky against Darby and and Mox like before the championship match no. No. like that's how you take away from the feud because now you're like oh well they they already cross pads in that stupid tag team match and no one gives a shit about it now it's just like I said man horrible booking I don't I don't get I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, it it kind of reminds me of how on SmackDown with this whole intercontinental title not being on pay-per-views and just on the go-home shows. It's kind of like, well, instead of putting a, a one-on-one singles match on TakeOver, we'll just have them do a tag match on the go-home show and, that, and have her do the single and basically look like she's putting Mercedes out, and that's it. And it's just like what's the point, you know, like, are, are they trying to save Rhea and Mercedes for a one-on-one at the next takeover, which, when is that? October. October. Yeah, I mean. And Jay, and you know, you brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but when they had Shayna and Sasha go at it, when you're like, we, I don't want to see this on fucking Raw, I want to see this on a pay-per-view, and that's kind of my thing is, Rhea is one of your top women in the company, this is not even just NXT. She's one. Of, she is easily top five in the fucking company right now. Without Charlotte well, and Becky, she she was 
going that way towards the end of 2019. I think her momentum has stopped since Mania. And see, and that's where they that's where they fucked it up because she couldn't be yeah. here because of COVID. So they took the belt off of her and gave it to Charlotte. Well, in all fairness, she should have won the belt back in, in your house, not EO. And it's not nothing to do with EO. Like, I get why they gave it to EO, but now you don't have a strong champion for the women's division. And you got Rhea, who is your top women wrestler on NXT, and she's doing nothing. And like, like I said, you know, you can go, you can look at the main roster. I mean, all fairness, outside of Sasha and Bailey and Asuka, I'd put Rhea as fourth, even over Shayna at this point. Like, and she's not being utilized like that. Like, so it's just, it's, you know, like, you're teasing heel turns, you're teasing Jordan Robert Stonebrand. You know, she dyes your hair, which, you know, a lot of times when they do a, a, you know, a change like that, it, it's a character change in a way. It's just bad, you know, bad it, booking. It would have been better, I think, if they would have moved her to the main roster, specifically SmackDown, I'd say. Yep, I agree. To give Sasha and Bailey another person to work with, someone that's closer to their level than anybody else that's currently on SmackDown, in my opinion. And like I said uh, before, in, in doing that as well, you would free up more space for Dakota and Tegan to be feuding for that belt, which they, <laughs> in my opinion, they definitely should be, and hope to God will be. Um, Soon, well, because but... Jay, you know, you made a valid point. Like the fact that they don't, they don't have. Okay, they're not giving any other women on SmackDown a fucking sh- a prayer in hell to be involved in any of, of the matches. So the only one that is remotely involved in anything is Alexa Bliss. That's only because she's involved in the championship, the men's championship. So what are they doing, yeah. Sasha and Bailey? They're using them on against Raw competitors. So they literally don't even have anybody to, 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 to it's just, nope. it's just, it's, I, but, but they, they, they could, if they had her now, now they're, they're not giving anybody else. Like, like they, I mean, I guess, you know, she, Bailey's had her matches here and there with like Lacey and Naomi and whoever, you know, Nikki now, whatever. But at the same time, and this is no disrespect to any of those three, as far as in-ring ability and star power, I think Rhea Ripley, even though she's on NXT, is closer to Bailey's and Sasha's than any of those three are. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the issue. And, and that Yeah, it is the issue, and that's why I, th- I think they right realize that, though. But instead of trying to fix it by doing what we're suggesting they did what they thought was the best option and i get it in a sense where you're basically building up the chicken shit heels you know yeah huh? no um <laughs> in uh in bailey and sasha that way and it's fine you know but at the same time it's gonna get old and it already is starting to get old and i and this is coming from a guy that's a huge Bailey and Sasha supporter. I, like I said, they, to me, are not including Asuka, uh, just horsewomen. Uh, they're two and three, respectively, in my opinion. They really are. I, Becky's fourth. She really is. And, and that's just by readability. And Be- Becky's got the character, but really, 
I mean, as far as in ring goes, I think Bailey's some. I don't want to say miles ahead of her, but I think she's definitely ahead of her. Um, but you know, like I said, despite that, it's just I'm I'm tired of seeing what they're doing with them. I want to see something different, but that's something different. You know, still isn't them turning on each other as of yet, in my opinion. But and, we'll see what happens. And, and you know, one more thing, and then we can move on. I said this a while ago. And I'm sticking to my guns here that they need to eliminate all these belts because I think the way they could boost the women's division is, you know, okay, you got the, you know, the five on, on Raw, really. You got, you know, Asuka, Bailey, Sasha. I'm, I'm going to put them on Raw for one second. Nia and Shayna at the moment. Charlotte's not there. Becky's not there. So we're not counting them. SmackDown, there's really nobody other than, I guess, Alexa and Nikki Cross who I can, who, and Naomi. Who, who, who could be of, of mention at the moment. And then you go to NXT, you have Rhea, you have Mercedes. I mean, you, you have a decent amount. Tegan, Dakota, Candice. There's a decent amount of women on NXT that are involved in something. My thing is this. If you didn't have an NXT champion or both, you know, two main roster champions, you have one women's title and the women's tag team belts. You can do so much. The women's division across WWE is not large enough to facilitate three singles champions and a tag team champion. This is no disres- no disrespect to them at all. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the main roster needs two heavyweight champions, but they're nope. no, they don't. I mean, keep the NXT nope. fine, whatever you want to keep NXT fine, but there's just so much. If you're counting NXT now as a third brand, which they have basically since Survivor Series, so what is the difference now if you have one women's champion? It just, like I said, and you can build more feuds, have more tag team opponents. It's just, ah, it's so frustrating, man. So frustrating. It is, man. It is. I, I, I'm going to move on here, but I just thought of a, a, a very interesting thing. So if they're hell bent on doing Sasha and Bailey at uh, Evolution, yeah, I could see them doing it with both of them keeping their uh, titles, so to speak, maybe losing the tag titles at payback. But at that point, unify him. Start, yeah, well, yeah. Have him, have him. You know, Raw versus SmackDown champion, and you know that that's that, and see what happens there. But I don't know, man. I, I still think that's that match itself is something that should be at a WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. Um, what was next, uh, around, uh, oh, they did the, uh, (laughs) this is kind of interesting. So, you know, like for before takeovers, they would always have these video packages, you know, highlighting, you know, the, the title match, you know, the big matches or whatever. And they would call them prime target, right? They would actually have a name for them. They did that for tape for in your house. And I think they did that for Portland too, memory serves. Had a video package for Cross and Lee, which I was interesting that they used, you know, Frantic by Metallica. But uh, I thought it was actually very well done. But they didn't use the Prime Target name, which was kind of interesting to me. But what do you think of the video package? It was it was good, man. And I've said it before, man. They have they have gold in both Lee and Cross. It's just to me now you're in this position of what do you do, and that's basically in my eyes where they're at and 
you know, hopefully they make the right decision. I'll get to my pick later, but yeah. you know, they're just they're in a tough spot, man. They are. They're just you got to make the right call here and not you know, fuck up any of them, but it's it, it's hard not to because you put your you put yourself in this position, but I'll, I'll get to them later on, but yeah, man. I, I it, it was all right. Yeah. All right. So then other than the Cole McAvee, the six-man tag, and the main event. Was there anything else? No. No. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. I was just want to make sure I didn't want to forget anybody. Let's talk about the six-man tag, shall we? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to. I, I can care less about this match personally, but, I mean. I, I didn't I care less about the match, but at the same time, okay, this drove me fucking nuts. I get that, you know, Escobar is a champion. He's new. You're trying to build him up. He's got this new group, blah, 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 whatever. The way they're booking him as Teflon is annoying as fuck right now. He basically never got a one-on-one, or Drake Drake Maverick never got a one-on-one rematch with him. They had the stupid six-man, which he pinned Drake Maverick which we've seen Drake Maverick once since then, and he got interrupted with his match with Killian Dane, you know, with Undisputed Era, so whatever. Uh, and now you're trying to build something with him and Swerve Scott, but yet they're also doing the thing with Brazongo with them. And now, you know, we see what what the point of what that was with this, you know, match on uh, the pre-show for TakeOver. But you fucking... And, and, and I get it. You know, it's a tease, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you know, this could have been a match that that would be you could add to a takeover, right? How many matches do they usually have? Five or six? No, it's usually five. That is five. I mean, well, six if you six if you count the pre-show, if they have a pre-show match, but they don't always do it sometimes. So here's the thing. Like you said earlier, the fucking tag team champions aren't even on the show. No. Yet you're, they're having a three-team match on the pre-show to determine the number one contenders for those belts. That's a match that can and should take place on a fucking NXT episode, yep. not a takeover or even a takeover pre-show for that matter. Yep. What they should have and could have done in this stupid six-man is instead of making fucking Escobar Teflon again pinning Breeze again who has no fucking chance of winning any belt anytime soon off of him or anyone else uh, unless it's a tag team title which you know hopefully Brazongo gets their shot but I think it's going to be the Phantasma guys yeah, but anyway, I, I, we'll, agree. We'll, I agree we'll, we'll get there when we get there but um, you have Swerve Scott actually pin Escobar instead of teasing that he pinned him, but oh, he made the blind tag to to Breeze. And the thing that even more pissed me off, fuck you, Morrow. (laughs) And fuck you, Beth. Because neither one of them acknowledged a tag. When it happened, oh, he gets knocked into Tyler Breeze. What do you mean knocked in? It was a fucking tag, you idiot. Vic Joseph is the only one that actually mentioned anything about it after the fact. And then Marlon's like, oh, yeah, it must have been. Okay, maybe this is H or whoever feeding it this bullshit in his head or whatever. 
But would you ever, even back in the day, would you ever hear Jim Ross say some bullshit like that? Some some fucking Bush League bullshit like that. Even with Vince fucking screaming in his ear. He would never say some bull bullshit like that. You want to know why? Because it doesn't make fucking sense. I don't care if it's leading to something later on. It's what we're seeing with our own two eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking bullshit, and it pissed me the fuck off. Swerve Scott, instead of teasing that he pinned him, should have actually pinned him to get his title match on the pre-show on TakeOver. Perfect. Instead, they do this bullshit and go, oh, well, maybe they'll use that to later on. He'll get a title shot say, oh, I had you pinned, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. That's stupid. I would rather see a guy earn a shot the right way versus scream, oh, I got screwed, participation trophy, give me a title shot. Fuck that bullshit. I'm old school. That's my way of thinking. It is what it is. I hated the fucking thing. What would you think? <laughs> well, I hate this whole thing to begin with. And, and the reason being is they never, we never got, and I'm pos- pretty positive we never got it. We never got the Maverick, Kushida, and Atlas – did we against? Oh no, no. And see, no, no, no. and that's what pisses me off is okay. Here's an idea. Here's a booking lesson for the WWE. Why not have these? You know, the fan, the Orgasma group are you know feud with fucking Maverick, Atlas, and Kushida like you were headed, okay? And then you know what you do, creative team. You have inner t- turmoil between them because they're not a tag team. They're singles competitors trying to help each other inner turmoil and then you could set up a situation to where these three have a match to determine the number one contender to verse escobar at takeover but instead you go the lazy route because you want to include uh djz and um what the fuck's uh whatever the hell his name is roman yeah you want to include those two in the tag team picture, or Men- Men- Mendoza, not Mendez. Mendoza, sorry. you bring the, you you include you know Brazango because you want to include them in the tag team division just to get that group the belt so they look you know like a poor man's undisputed era and it's and then on top of it you got Isaiah Swerve Scott you just threw in here who I really like Swerve Scott don't get me wrong I think he's a great talent mm-hmm. but he's too. just thrown in this match for no fucking reason right now this whole thing is. I don't know the direction, but they have undisputed um, or unfinished business with Kushida, Atlas, and Maverick in my eyes. And okay, and I can even go a step further here. You you wasted Kushida being involved in the North American title thing. Like, listen, no offense to Kushida, he's fucking amazing. I get it. He hasn't, and he will not get the push that he deserves. Akin to fucking Kenta when he was on uh, NXT, it's not happening. I apologize. So instead of wasting him in that match, dude, fucking put Killian Dane in that fucking match. We all know who was winning that match to begin with. So put Killian Dane in there. Fuck it. And then you could have continued Kushida or you could have Kushida in Swerve Scott's place right now. Regardless, you have this odd, odd match involving Brazongo. Just the whole thing. The whole thing is once again, a result of lazy, Booking is what it is. Lazy booking, yep. or even at this point, just horrible creative decisions. Plain and simple. Yep. And I know we've touched up on this several times, but Lucha House Party and Brazongo should swap places 
And I think the only reason they're not is because for whatever reason, Vince doesn't see anything in Brazongo in the main roster. And he's fucking stupid because he has gold with them. No, but you know what Vince will do instead is they'll, they won't do that, but he'll instead put two single stars together on both Raw and SmackDown and aim for the fucking tag belts. Nakamura, Cesaro, Garza, and Andrade, when all four of them could collectively be alone and be a viable champion. But guess what? You don't have anybody for anybody for the Street Profits to fight unless you do the Raiders and Street Profits for the next five fucking years because you have nobody else for them to fight. Oh, but you do. They're called Brazango, and they're in a, a useless match. And then you got, you know, Imperium fucking at home masturbating. They're probably laughing their fucking asses off. Like, we've been tag team champions for forever now, and there's not – we don't even get – we fucking wrestle once every four fucking months. Like, yeah. it's asinine. Like, listen, once again, I understand the COVID thing. This has nothing to do with COVID because Imperium has been on fucking NXT. It's not like they haven't been, okay? And Undisputed Era, once again, for them real quick, you don't need it to be Fish and O'Reilly. You can do Strong and Fish. You could have done done them for the last couple months. No offense to Roderick Strong. He's almost 40 years old. He's not getting a fucking big title run on the main roster at all. Include him in the tag team fucking opponents. Or, 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 or division. Like, ah, it's just so frustrating, man. So frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I, see, they would never do this, but the indie wrestling fan in me would love for Roderick Strong to be where Matt Riddle is and have Roderick Strong have a feud with AJ Styles for the Intercontinental. They don't look at him like that, though. No, they don't. But they gave him the win over... Uh, who was the champs at Survivor Series? U.S. champ and IC champ. I don't even. I don't even recall. Oh, um. Yeah, it was AJ and somebody, Nakamura. Right? AJ and Nakamura. He beat AJ and Nakamura at Survivor Series. So, I mean, if you're gonna have him go over there, you know, why not? He shouldn't. You, he you shouldn't have, ready... have even been champion for that match. No offense to him, but he he just that well, he shouldn't have been in that match. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. But I love the fuck the fact that he went over. I popped huge. Yeah, because I because you know, and I, I love all three guys. You know, but from just to be able to see and know that wow, the, in a WWE ring, Roderick Strong went over on AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's fucking cool. I just like like I said, but I told you before, and maybe I just I'm fixated on this. Kyle Riley is 33 years old. He's the only other one in that group other than Cole that's going to get any push at all. You, you could just do Fish and Strong as a tag team. They do not need fucking O'Reilly in there, but that's me. Yeah. Well, that's enough about the six, man. Do you want to save Cole and McAvee for last and do the main event now? That's fine. All right. So the match itself, I thought, was actually very good. I, I, I love Patrick Clark. I, I've seen him since... Day one and tough enough, and he has come so far since those days five years ago. I can't believe it's been five years, but I mean, he was he was a nineteen year old kid, you know, and, and he's he's grown into like this character. He, he's you know, even when he first started you know, with the Patrick Clark experience before he became Velveteen Dream, it was kind of the same 
gimmick, but it was just himself. But then he, you know, the dream name, and then he just he just completely made it himself. And I, I know that, you know, a lot of what he learned was from Dusty. Um, not necessarily that was Dusty's style, but Dusty has the mind, or had the mind, rather, just like Cody does. But uh, that's another story for another day. And he listened to him, and he took what he taught him, and he made it his own. And, you know, people fucking hate Pat Clark right now because of the shit, the allegations and whatnot. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But just this match itself, I thought was, and probably a lot of it had to do with Finn being in there, because Finn can help make people look like a million bucks. But I think he more than held his own with Finn. I think he showed he belongs there. And I think that it probably was his best match to date. I thought it was much better than that stupid backlap brawl against Cole, which should never have happened in my opinion. It should have been an actual match, but that's besides the point for another day. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely great. I, I thought his, his, his in-ring match with Cole where you know Cole beat him was great too, but I thought this topped it. Um, now all the shenanigans, you know, I, I hate the fact that during the fucking match, everyone came out and did the same. If it was afterwards, after, you know, because none of those people cost Finn the match. It was Thatcher. I'm okay with that because it leads to this match, and, and I'm actually excited to see it, to be honest with you, because the two guys, you know, Styles, I, I think it's great. I hate the fact that they threw it together the way they did. I understand why they did because of time. That's, that's my issue. Whatever. That's my issue. But anyway. Right. right. And, and, you know, like I said, I understand why they did because of timing and whatnot, because I think I believe this match deserves a bigger build than just a throwaway. But I'm looking forward to seeing it regardless of the lack of build. Um, I just, I, I hated that they all got involved during it. If it was afterwards, and they did get involved afterwards too, and that was fine too. But, you know, Cameron Grimes first, you know, comes out, he's on the ladder with the belt and doing the taunts and whatnot. Now I told you that this match and everything that happened changed my mind as far as my pick for that goes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I'm going to give my pick later, but I'll tell you why now. They featured Grimes way too much, I think, in this match. Do and he did. He didn't really do a lot, whole lot, but he was, he was still featured. He was there for most of it, standing, sitting on top of the ladder. And then when the ref bump happened, he, you know, he he was in the rain, and they did the whole like, you know, cowardly heel, this person, that person, this person, that person, you know, and they attacked them, whatever. And then Gargano obviously comes out, does his thing. You know, Thick Boy and, and Priest, too. Oh, the yeah, Gargano and Priest, I thought was gold. But, again, I hated it because it was during the match. If it happened after the match, it'd be fine. But, whatever. Um, I I really liked the match, though. I, I really, like I said, I think Velveteen Dream, Pat Clark, I think the guy is a fucking bona fide star. And as long as all these allegations remain just that, and there's no other ones that come about, I think he is definitely in line to have a very big career because Vince and Triple H already like him. And if that's the case, well, there you go. 
Um, but we'll talk about the allegations separate. But what did you think of the match and all the shenanigans and all that fun jazz? Uh, I thought the match was really good. Once again, two great workers. Um, I hate that Finn. You know, I, I hate where Finn's at, but I think he's just in a he's happy where he's at right now, and and that's all that matters. Uh, I'll get to him later because a lot has to do with you know with predictions and shit. But um. I, the match is good. It definitely, in my eyes, clears up any issues that they have with 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 Dream in terms of his, you know, allegations. Um, the shenanigans are are what they were. It's fine. It's it, it looks seems like the two guys that got the most, you know, notoriety in it was you know Grimes in the beginning and then Reed at the end holding the belt. So it it, it was an interesting ending. Um, I like that they all got involved. You know, but. Yeah, I will, and then when we get to you know predictions, I'll I'll say what I gotta say. But yeah, good match, man. Good. It was it was a good hard hitting match, and it, it it as you said, Finn can work with anybody and make anybody look good. But the problem is he didn't need to because Dream can already do it on his own. So it, it was it was perfect. Dude, he's come so far. He really has. He has. Dave, did you watch him on? Did you watch him on? Top no, of no, no. Oh man, dude, he just. Wow, like to see him grow the way he has, it's 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 awesome. It really is. It it takes me back and it it's obviously not at that same level yet, but I think it has potential to be, but it reminds me of you know, twenty plus years ago with, with punk. Seeing him coming up in LWF, going through the Indies, going through ROH, going through, you know, a little time and impact, and finally making it to WWE and not only making it to WWE making it to be almost the guy. He pretty much was the guy. He just didn't main events, you know. And I so. actually I really like heel Velveteen Dream. I think he I think he's a oh, I do too. I think he's he's a great heel when he's and and so I mean that to me alone is perfect and he's definitely a heel right now, so Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that, that that to me is um Yeah, he started the the as a heel with the, you know, with the, the Patrick Clark experience was kind of heel. And then the Valentine dream character totally was. The heel. Yeah. The fans just, he I, just, I he won the fans over. Yeah. I think it, with his, uh, his match with Aleister Black, I think, right. When he kept asking to say his name. Yeah. That was pretty. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he that was good, man. He has a unique style. I mean, I think he's, I, I like what he does when he, with his, with his attire a lot. It's very reminiscent of Rick rude back in the day. Um, He's just he's an he's an interesting character and he has star potential uh, across his face. I wonder where we would be at right now if the allegations didn't come up. Well, <laughs> before I get there, you mentioned my one of my all time favorites, and that's Ravishing Rick Rude. And yeah, he does have a lot of him in there. And God, where would we be right now if Rick Rude could still wrestle, still be alive and still wrestling and be? amazing to see him i think in today's uh well he wouldn't i don't think he he wouldn't be wrestling anymore but he well maybe not now but you know at least you know before he passed you know 20 years ago if he didn't didn't get injured i wonder if he would have left wcw when he did or if or if he would have stayed in wcw and not come back to wwe because i'm curious of what his character would have been like in that like early stages of the attitude era, had he been healthy, I could have yeah. been interesting. I still to this day, yeah. I think he would have got or should have got a championship run at some point. And I, he's another one, unfortunately. Well, he he he, he kind of did in WCW. In WCW, yes, but 
No, he, he never got the World Heavyweight title. He got the... Uh... Well, it was technically the World yeah. Heavyweight title. It just wasn't the WCW Heavyweight. I mean, I guess it was the international, whatever the fuck they called it. He, got, he had the big gold belt. But <laughs> That's all that matters. I just wish he... I mean, he was another one, you know, similar to DiBiase and Piper that just, you know, yeah. caught the Hogan fucking bandwagon, unfortunately. He couldn't, you know, it was nobody was yeah. winning other than Hogan and then briefly Savage and then obviously Warrior, you know, so it was it was tough back then, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I, to, to this day, man, I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for this because it was the very first WCW pay-per-view I ever saw, but nine, Halloween Havoc 91, when, when, when Pauly came out, that promo that he cut, in, introducing Rude as WCW Halloween Phantom, you know, ah, man, one of these days, I, that's a show I'd like to do a watch along to, especially at least that promo, because, oh, my God, I could quote it. <laughs> I can fucking quote nice. it. I was, I, you know, and, and his feud with Stain for that U.S. Bell, his feud with, with Ricky Steamboat. Oh, my God. To this day, I still remember watching Worldwide when he smashed Steamboat's face on the concrete. Steamboat was just a bloody mess. I, oh, I love that. I love that. They would never do shit like that today. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. But but the thing is, if they did, it would get over so fast. Yep. I agree. By by us, at least. The people that are, you know, intellectual wrestling fans. <laughs> and hopefully the people who listen to our show. But anyway. Um so the allegations, and then we can move on to the main event, but this is the thing. So many people I see are bitching about, you know, that these allegations that they're, oh, well, you know, WWE's covering up or this and that. There's all this stupid shit. Oh, well, you know, they, the guy said that you never got contacted by him, blah, 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 all this other shit. And, and uh, this one person who I'm, I'm not going to say their name, but I'm, I'm, I'm friends with or whatever. I, I have conversations with nice person, whatever. Um, I saw them write a comment saying WWE better find some evidence because I don't want to see him on my TV. And I'm just like, what? And I think this person's a little bit, you know, younger. So it's a younger generation and younger people. They, they don't really, when you're young, you don't think for the most part, you know, at least I didn't, but uh, so I understand it. But at the same time, it's like, look, you know, I, I, I'm cool with you. You know, we're cool. We talk all the time, but just that's kind of not cool to say, man. Just, just, you know, and, and this is why it's not cool to say, you know, if you don't like him, that's one thing. But to wish that he did something to someone that was criminal, that he hurt somebody, you know, just because you want him off your TV, you know, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Seriously, that's that's not right. And And here's the thing, too covering up not talking to the guy whatever if there's an actual criminal criminal investigation do you think they're actually going to talk to him without you know like triple h himself's not going to call the guy they'll have like jerry mcdevitt or whoever the lawyers are call his lawyers you know but from what i'm understanding none of these actual allegations have any police reports or complaints or anything like legal um I think it's in the state of Florida, uh, and those are like public record. Like, there's nothing that that is even brought up about that. So, when Triple H sits there and tells you, you know, they looked into it and they found nothing. Well, what do you want? <laughs> you know, the guy didn't go to the cops with it. There's nothing that's founded. You know, pictures can be doctored. 
text can be doctored, voice clips can be doctored. Everything, you know, everything with technology nowadays can can be doctored. So that being said, though, if there's nothing there, stop looking for something that's not there. If there's nothing there, he's cleared. If WWE is a publicly traded company, okay, they are not going to mess around. And if somebody has like legit claims out there against one of their employees, they're not going to put them back on television for it. Like Triple H even said, Dream was off of TV because of the car accident, not because of the allegations. But the allegations came up. They did their due diligence. They found nothing. Now he's back. He's healthy. He's back. It's all good. So be happy for the guy. You know, if shit comes out later, okay, then it comes out later. But if it doesn't, just let it the fuck go. Let Patrick Clark be Patrick Clark. Let him be the Velveteen Dream and entertain us on television. You don't like the gimmick? Fine. There's other things you can do. Look <laughs> past the gimmick or try to look past the gimmick. See what he does in the rain. Like his in rain work. Don't like the gimmick? Whatever. There's plenty of gimmicks I don't like, but I like the worker. You know, that's me though. If you can't do it, you can't do it. But that's all I got on that, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, you know, allegation is allegation. So, and, you know, exactly. and, and that's that's where I stand on that. But, I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But. <laughs> Adam Cole and Pat McAvee. <laughs> so you remember earlier how I said, you know, Vince uh, – I look at things and I see, I don't see triple H. I see Vince. Yeah. I see Vince all fucking over this thing, all over it. And the thing that I don't understand though, and I guess the only thing I can remotely see why, and it's not a strong connection at all, but he still has, the connection to ESPN. He still has the connection to the NFL. Yeah. He's not fucking Lawrence Taylor. He's not like William Refrigerator Perry. He's not any of the guys that were in that battle royal at WrestleMania 2, for God's sakes. Okay. Okay. Maybe he might be one of them, but I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I know who he is from fantasy football. You know who he is from fantasy football. No, I don't know him from fantasy football. I know him from the NFL. I because we don't you don't you don't oh, use punters well. in, in fantasy football. Well, you're right, not fantasy. You know NFL. We okay, so we know him from the NFL. You're right. We don't you don't use punters for enough. You're right. I'm so frazzled by this whole fucking thing, I even forgot that. But you know what I mean. That's how we know him. Younger generation probably never saw him play, so they didn't know. They've seen him on the TakeOver if they watch those pre- preview shows. They saw him on the SmackDown that he filled in if they watched it. But that's it. They know who he is if they listen to his podcast, but that, you know, again, that's probably the older generation that who knew him that would do that. Unless they found it somewhere and they went, oh, it sounds like a great podcast. I'll listen to it, blah, 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 whatever. That being said, I actually didn't mind the delivery of his promo him being McAfee pronouns pal um, I thought 
what the words he was saying were kind of dumb, <laughs> but his delivery I thought was good. Now, the whole his you know guys there in, in the undisputed era, and I, I I tried to watch O'Reilly a little bit more this week too, but I was also fixated on you know, what McAvee and Cole were going to do. So I didn't really see it too much, but I noticed little things like him kind of being the last one to get out of the rain and, you know, kind of just staring and looking and doing weird things, like not doing anything obvious, but just maybe I'm just looking for something that's not there with him, but whatever. Um, So I did notice that. I thought Cole's response was fine, but at the same time, this guy just came and kicked you in the fucking head you're face-to-face in the ring with them. I mean, they didn't put any stipulations that they can't touch, right? No. You can't touch them until the... Okay. Yeah. So if I'm Adam Cole, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. I don't give a shit. And I know he <laughs> said it. You know, you, we get you guys in the ring. We'll do this now, blah, blah, blah. But and here's the other thing, too. When the Undisputed Era comes out, the pseudo-fans around ringside are booing. McAvee comes out. I hear mostly boos, but mo- a couple of cheers. I'm just like... Isn't Cole supposed to be the face here and McAvee the heel? Like, what's going on here? I, I don't, I don't quite understand that whole thing. But I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I fucking hate it. I, I am loathing to watch this show for several <clears throat> reasons, and this being one of them. Hopefully, that means going into it with a negative attitude, not expecting anything, they'll wow me, surprise the fuck out of me. I'll love the match and whatever. But we'll find out Saturday night. What'd you think? So I was on the same page with you in terms of hatred for this. This 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 did help me get a little bit more invested, I'll say that. And now uh, I will say this. They're they're basically recycling an old, you know, movie right now because you know McAvee comes out with AJ Hawk and Darius Butler, two former NFL players, and who was the other guy? He was just somebody else. He wasn't anybody. But Darius Butler was the <laughs> was the African American guy. He played for the Patriots, right. and AJ Hawk obviously played yeah. for the Packers. Yeah. So I know AJ Hawk. I know AJ Hawk from college back in the day because he was uh, he's Brady Quinn's brother in law, right? He was married to his sister. Or could be. Or at least he used to. Be. Could be. But um, yeah, used to because I remember these Notre Dame played Ohio State in uh, one of the bowl games. And they were talking about it back then. Nice. But um. So it was just I watching this. I'm like, man, this is like Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam. Just you know, fucking twenty five years it later, seemed, and it seemed like it. And 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 that's fine, but it's I don't know. Like I agree with you. Like he's not a he's not a big known commodity to make this you know worth anything. Um, I was happy they didn't touch. I like I, I thought that's smart because you know in reality Cole should be able to beat the shit out of him. So I, I get it. Um, you know, the promos are fine. I agree. The whole face and heel thing. I, I don't know what to make of this. I, when, when we get to predictions, I, I, I'll throw you mine out, but I didn't hate this segment. I'll say that. And I'll just like you would add it with, with Kyle O'Reilly. And this will go more towards my predictions later, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on him also a lot as well. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't hate this. It wasn't. I even told you, you know, I liked it because I, I thought it, I thought it made me a little bit more interested in the in this feud. But I feel like this feud has been rushed. Also, like this has only been a couple of weeks. Like 
they could have built these things up a little bit longer to where it was, it was more important. And that's just the story of and uh, TakeOver. It's just how fucking much shit could we cram in a short amount of time? And it just... Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to make this an, an issue, you know, and make Cole look, you know, somewhat more of a stronger baby face going into it, not that he <clears> needs <throat> to be, but um, have McAfee you know, be there during this whole, like, champion versus champion, you know, build, and then be there at the match, and then, you know, do, do the angle on the on McAvee show before that or something, and oh, he's got that as a distraction, use that as, as an excuse why he lost, or, you know, something like that. Some sort of build that lasts longer than just, you know, two weeks. And McAvee even said in his promo, like, oh, Triple H gave me two weeks. You know, two weeks, I'm going to kick you in the head. Blah, blah, you know, whatever he said. I don't fucking know. It's, it definitely had that LT Bam Bam feel, but not nearly as well as LT and Bam Bam. Do you know, do you know what this is? I'll tell you what this is. This is a direct response to Mike Tyson showing up on AEW. Oh, completely. And, I, that's why I said that's why the first thing I said as soon as they, they decided to go down this road, Pat McAfee is not fucking Mike yeah. Tyson. He's not even a, a, an opponent from Mike Tyson. No. He's not. He's not. He's not even an opponent from Buster Douglas. For God's sakes, he's not even one of the main characters. He, he, on he's Mike barely. He's out. barely an opponent for me or you. And, and, right. and that's he, he's just an average fucking guy. Uh, yeah, sure. He sure, he's in shape. Sure, he's a big. He, he's not a small dude. I get all that. But come on, he's not a fucking fighter. Now I'll say this too: this is a this is called WWE trying to trying to one up NXT or AW right now because Tyson obviously can't be here and that 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 program's on hold for right now. It'll probably be on hold until uh, I would imagine Revolution next year. The way things are going, well, but I I I did hear that uh, the Tyson's fight got it did it uh, did postponed or whatever. But they still want to do it when fans are there. I'm sure. Plus, I'm I'm imagine you know Jericho will be taking a break here at some point. So I, I'm expecting yeah. this to happen at either Revolution or Double or Nothing. I would maybe say more Double or Nothing, you know, so they can build it up a little longer. But regardless of that, that's not even the point. Like that's what this is what WWE is doing. This is their direct. Like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Well, we'll have a celebrity here, and we're gonna put him against our top guy, just like you were gonna do. But you know what? Our guy is actually gonna be there. Like this, I know. WWE's whole—they can sit there at home, or they can sit at the creative desk all they want and get these feelers out that oh, they don't care about what the AEW is doing, or we don't care about ratings, or we don't care about this, and blah blah blah. Okay, this move is against AEW. Thunder fucking dome is against AEW. All of that <laughs> is against AEW. You know why? Because you know what Bully said on Busted Open because they they talked about Thunderdome and Bully made a funny. Yeah, we're, we're... We'll, we'll get to your busted open stuff. In a well, no, no, but no, this is about Thunderdome real quick. Bully made us, yeah, yeah. Bully straight up said, AEW t- was leading this before with fans because before anybody else, they had that nice venue with an atmosphere, you know, a daily's place. They had a you know, small amount of fans and blah, blah, blah. And what WWE did, you know, they looked like they're in a fucking gym. And then they decided to finally have, you know, some fans there. Now they're trying to do Thunderdome to top AEW because they got money. This The whole thing here is the, against AEW. And this program in particular is directly against AEW. Tell me I'm wrong, Universe. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you're not. 
you know, like, like I said, Pat McAfee's not even a, a character on no. Mike Tyson's Punch no. Out video. Yeah. Game. He's not even. He's not even that. He's. I even forgot the fucking names of the characters. It's been so long since I played that game. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm just. And, and, you know, going back to what I said, you know, it's, and because of what you were saying about, you know, going against AEW, that's why I think NXT basically since the move has suffered because Vince, they're so focused on AEW. Right. Vince is focused on yep. it. Is Triple H still running the show? I think so. But I think Vince is doing his eye of the final say on things or, or something's getting run by, or, or, you know, H has to run shit by Vince and he'll tweak it or whatever the case may be. I, it's not one of these things where <clears throat> H is sticking up to the, or, you know, st- standing up to the old man, so to speak. He's actually just, you know, saying, okay, you know, dad, you, you know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's like, and, and in all honesty, I think <clears throat> the reason H is doing that is because, they're they're losing so bad in the ratings to AEW. He's like, well, I don't have much of a leg to stand on, so I gotta listen to the old man. And I get that mentality to a point, but at the same time, you also have to know what your audience wants. You have to listen to your audience. You have to have a feel for what you know you're gonna give them if they're what they're gonna like, what they're not gonna change the channel. And go to AEW. Speaking of which, <clears throat> before we get to the busted open stuff, there's a few um, things I want to talk about. Just little ins and ads and ends things. Um, did you see the rating for the show? Last no, time? I didn't. It was uh, eight hundred fifty thousand, something like that. They went up like over two hundred thousand points, but still not actually as high as I would imagine. No, but it's their second highest show they've done since the move to USA. Yeah, so. but I mean, AEW's been what eight hundred consistent for two weeks in a row, and now or something like that. Yeah. And so it, I was expecting eight seven. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting a little low, but I mean, that's not as good as I was expecting. But anyway. Well, I, I you know, not being opposed. Yeah, I mean, it's they 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 got what they, you know would get if they beat AEW, yeah. you know, which, you know, which tells me, and I'd love to see what the views were for all out part one on YouTube last night. Well, I just want to see, even... I'm the one that's going to make me interested is Saturday's ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday's rating will be interesting too. And then speaking of which also, I guess today they announced that an edition of NXT in September is going to be preempted due to an NHL game. Yeah. So we'll see what AEW's rating is that night. It will take top one million. Oh boy, <laughs> that's not a good sign for NXT at all. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, trying to think. A um, couple things I actually did want to mention about Dark because I did um, put them in my my mind there. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier they're doing a little bit of uh, angles. They looks like they're doing something with Austin Gunn and Dark Order. Um, also, uh, this this tag team of Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon, they have a name now called The Initiative, and they actually have a t-shirt too, and it seems like Avalon's embracing Cutler as his partner. They're not really, he's not really doing as much heel stuff, but he's still, you know, doing the librarian character or whatever, but it seems like they're, they're kind of, you know, gelling, but they're not winning still, obviously. They lost to the uh, 
hybrid two, which I love hybrid two, by the way, I think they're kind of underutilized as a team, but they have 20,000 fucking tag teams. So that's why, um, and Helico cut his hair, by the way, it's a little shorter. He still has a little bit of the flap in the front, but it's not as long as it used to be. And it was a good match, but you know, it is what it is. Um, other than that, yeah, no Brian Pillman Jr. or Griff Garrison this week on Dark. Main event was an eight-man tag. It was fine. They had a three-man booth, which is interesting, with Taz, Tony Schiavone, and Veda Scott from the uh, Deadly Draw Tag Team Tournament. So it was kind of cool. They they did they played off each other pretty well. It was kind of funny. I thought they, they did a really good job with her in there. Um I don't even remember if there's any other matches that I wanted to tie. The, the initiative was the thing from earlier that I wanted to say, but um, yeah, other than that, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I don't have any other odds and ends. So unless you have anything else you want to get to your busted open. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, why don't we do the uh, predictions real quick? Get out of the way. You want to do, do predictions first. All right, cool. Let's do So that. let's start off let's with the, the um, tri- triple threat tag team match. Who, who, who do you got? I'm going to say uh, El Fantasma. Um, I, I don't think Birch and or, or Larkin, uh, Orny, Orny Larkin, Birch and Larkin, there you go. Like they really haven't been much involved or teaming at all since I think they did the, uh, um, they have like a, like an eight man tag or, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in, in the or whatever. Yeah, which Undisputed Air won, right? That's why they got their title shot or whatever. That sounds about right. I, I, I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, Indusher. Yeah. Where have they been? <laughs> They've been off TV being punished because one of them gave away a finish. Speaking of which, I want to talk about that in a minute too. Um, so I forgot about that. Um, did, did you see that there was a uh, picture on uh, com? Uh, asking about rep or saying you, know, you can buy a replica title, blah blah blah, and you see who is holding the title. <laughs> <clears throat> no, who? <laughs> Your boy Killer Cross. <laughs> but the picture looks totally photoshopped, so I doubt that it's giving anything away. Oh, interesting. But it, it's yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much why Insure's not on TV right now because dude, you know, gave away the finish of uh, the Keith Lee and, and Adam Cole deal. So, um. Yeah, I, I I got I got Phantasma, dude, because I I know I'd love to see Brazongo do it, but I'm I'm not. I, I love to pick with my heart and pick those guys, and I love to be wrong. And if they win, I'm gonna be happy that I'll be wrong because they'd win. But I think storyline wise, it just makes sense that they're gonna go with you know Phantasma and build those guys up and you know have a. But the thing is though, if they're gonna do that, then Escobar's gotta go for a title that's not a cruiserweight belt, you know, and, and he's not. I mean, he's small, but he's not that small, you know, like he, I could see him in a North America. I mean, if, if Trevor Lee, you know, Cameron Grimes, whatever, can be in a North American title match. So can, you know, Santos Escobar. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll pick, you know, El Del Fantasma, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, I'm going uh, same as you. I, I, I just think it, it's the only one that makes a, enough sense for me at, at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'll go there. So, um, next would be Timothy Thatcher and Finn Beller. <laughs> um, I think both of these guys need a win, but the fact that it was thrown together so fast makes me think we're getting a non-finish. 
So I'm actually going to pick a non-finish as my prediction. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go Finn and I'll explain later why I, I think Finn's going to win. Um, yeah, I just think he's going to win. I don't, I think it'll be a very hard hitting. It'll be, it'll, it, it, be, it has potential to be that match of the night if they really want to fucking go that route with, with, with them. It just matter how much time they get and everything. And uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Finn on this one. All right. He needs a win, and I think this is a good – I don't think Thatcher is going gonna, is gonna to suffer enough if he takes a loss, but I, I think Finn, Finn needs to win this. Well, I think that's debatable because the last time we saw Thatcher in a match, he tapped out to Dexter Loomis. Yeah, but I think <laughs> so. Thatcher's kind of on the same path roughly as like Ridge right now. I don't think they're not like like in all fairness, Thatcher should be in this ladder match. I, I think he's missing from a big time. He should have been in there. Um, and like, yeah. like I said, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but I, I'm picking, I'm picking uh, Finn for this. If he is on the same path as Ridge, then basically the win he got over Riddle was just about Riddle, you know, jobbing on his way out. Well, that's 100% what it was. Anyway, that's what it was. Right. I thought it was going to be to basically build the Thatcher up, especially with the vignettes they've been doing with him. But I guess not. <laughs> I could see, we'll see. I, I, I will say this. I, I do expect Thatcher to challenge whoever wins the North American title. I think he, I think that's going to be their first opponent, but um, we'll see. But um, next, uh, let's just do the uh, EO and uh, Dakota. Um, I'm going to go Dakota. Yeah. And okay. I think why I'm going Dakota is I think I, I agree with you with the Tegan thing. I think it's gonna we're gonna get to Tegan and Dakota here, I think, at the next takeover. And I, I think which is, you know, if there, there is one scheduled in October, but there's but there's but once again, that's a Wikipedia base. I think the one that is gonna be I say that gets moved to, to, to November, so it's, it's paired up with Survivor Series again. Um, and and it just coincidentally that's where they, you know, had their issues last year. So I'm going Dakota on here. I think it'll be a good match. But I see Raquel help. helps uh, Dakota. Raquel helps helps uh, Dakota win this. I'm gonna agree with you. I uh, I, I don't see Io retaining. Um, I, I really like I said from God. <laughs> Since Takeover War Games, pretty much like, oh my God, this feud is going to be awesome. They're going to feud for the belt. They should feed for the belt. Blah 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 blah. Now is the chance. I mean, they had it earlier with Tegan possibly beating Neo. Um, yeah, because that was her, her her. Oh, that yeah yeah yeah. Tegan Tegan uh, challenged Neo, so she has had one title defense. Oh yeah but yeah, still, yeah you're right. One defense in two months. Come on. Um, because the match was with uh. Sasha was non-titled. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Uh, I, I, I think we got to see this. We got to see a title change. We got to see Dakota with the belt. We got to see Tegan Challenger. Um, I would even maybe go one step further, and it, even if if they say they have it in in October and then another one in November, cause didn't they do that last year too? I don't recall. They had one in October. Oh, okay. I don't remember either. Uh, yeah, last year one of the two. I thought they had like you know one in October and then one again in November. But um, I, I, 
if they they, do, they don't do the title match in, in October, or they or they you know they don't do the takeover in October and just do November and then some war games again, I could see Dakota captaining one war games team and Tegan captaining another. Um, I you know war games is usually used to end feuds though, so I hope that wouldn't be the end of it, especially if Dakota is still the champ by then. Um, you know, but. We'll see. I mean, well, then again, though, if Dakota is the champ, very much just like Shayna was last year, and you know she her team loses, then you know then the feud's not over yet because she still has the belt, and then Tegan can still challenge. So, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Dakota. I'm gonna go with Dakota. So on uh, uh, Raquel, Raquel will probably help her, but whether she does or doesn't. Irrelevant to me. So next up, the North American ladder match, uh, which would be, you know, Reed against Priest against uh, Gargano against Velveteen Dream against Cameron Grimes. So who do you got, Jay? Well, (laughs) uh, originally, I did pick Cameron Grimes. Like I said last week, both of us watched it. We're like, yeah, he's winning it. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm gonna change my pick though, based on what happened at, at NXT. Um, this is gonna maybe shock you, and it might piss people off. It might not shock you. I'm going with Velveteen Dream, and I tell you why. Two reasons. One, it's gonna piss people off. <laughs> Three reasons. One, it's gonna piss people off. Two. I think just the way they featured him the last two weeks, granted he didn't win the triple threat, but he didn't lose either. He did the heel turn. He beats Finn. He's in the match. He's the last one in the match, but that doesn't really matter. But I can't see Grimes because of, uh, like I said, too much being featured. I can't see Bronson Reed because he was standing at the end. I don't see Priest yet, even though I'd love for him to win it but I just don't see it yet. And I don't think they see it in him yet. Um, Gargano, he doesn't need to win. I, I, I could maybe see them going that route. But I think it's going to be Velveteen. And for the last reason, he has a ready-made feud. After he wins this against the guy who should have been in that spot, against the guy who he told he was a solo act, which kind of, sort of, started the heel turn. And that would be Dexter Lewis. Because I really think that feud that never really started yet is going to be the next main focal point for both those guys. And with Loomis, it only makes sense if he's the next guy in line to challenge whoever wins this because he didn't get any. Who you got? So I, I also had, I had, I had Cameron Grimes. Um, I like your idea, especially with Dexter Loomis, but I don't necessarily know if they need the belt for that. So that's my one thing about that. I'm going to throw you a curveball here and I'm going to say Johnny Gargano. I don't know why. They're hyping it up as Johnny Takeover and all this BS, and uh, you know I'm telling you, man, I I, I'm not a it's not a lock pick for me, but it's it's the one I see happening the most. I I don't know if they're gonna 
put a belt on, on Dream yet because of the hatred. I, I get that, but I think maybe that will play in part why they don't because they don't want to piss the fans off too much at this point. Um, well, either that or it'll give him an exclamation point to say, hey, motherfucker, yeah. he's innocent. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I do think we're going to see Loomis and, and Dream in a lengthy feud after this regardless, but I, I like Gargano winning this also because of him having a a few kind of worked up already. Like, I don't think him and Ridge is over with yet, especially the way that ended. So I, I don't know, man, I'm going to go Johnny here. Um, okay. I, 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 I don't know. We'll see, but I don't expect priest to win at all. I don't expect Reed to win at all. I think it's down to Gargano dream and Grimes. It's just a matter of which one they're going to pull the trigger on, but before you say the next match, here's a quick question. What's closing the show? Title match? Title match. Title match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do if it's Cole and McAfee? <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if it's Cole and McAfee, I know who's, I, I know who's winning the fucking championship. But, um... Well, yeah, but I mean, not not even just prediction wise. I mean, like, you know, gonna, if just, it's Cole and McAfee, can you totally see that being Vince? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. But it would be, yeah, it would be a, a disgrace. They're they're gonna they're gonna open with the ladder match, is my guess. But we'll see when yeah, they, that so. makes most sense to get people going. But um, McAfee Cole, man, what what do you got? Yep, let's do it. All right, so. From a pure uh, realistic standpoint, McAfee's got no chance. You know, uh, he's, it's not his world, right? Um, like, I mean, Cole even said it. He's going to make him his bitch, you know? And uh, he should. He should make him his bitch. Now, just because, though, that is the realism of the situation with wrestling in general, but especially WWE. That's not always the case of who wins. A la Bam Bam Lawrence Taylor, WrestleMania uh, 10, you know, uh, or not 10, 11, I'm sorry. That was a year off. Uh, you know, a la other things, you know, uh, I, I don't even remember celebrity oh, Mayweather and Big Show, you know, whatever. Uh, just certain certain things like that. Um, that being said, I want Adam Cole to win to end this stupid thing and be done with it. But I'm going to pick Pat McAfee winning with some shenanigans, stupid stuff. Possibly Kyle O'Reilly turning on Cole to start that up. Some way, shape, or form, I, I want Cole to win, but I just don't see it happening. I'm picking Pat McAfee. So, there is a draft in October that we brought up um, not too long ago. If there is yep. a if there is a takeover on October fourth, there is a that's ten days before the uh, before the draft. So. Pat McAfee's winning this match, and it's going to be because of Kyle O'Reilly turned on Adam Cole. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, you'll have Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, one off at that takeover, and Cole goes to the main roster. 
that's my prediction how this is going to end. I agree with you. I don't expect Cole to win this, uh, but I think the reason is going to be Kyle O'Reilly. So what if Cole? What if Cole loses, but it's not O'Reilly? What would how would you feel about that? It would have to be a very clever way to do it. But I think the one that I will be okay with is if it's Kyle O'Reilly's turn. I, I, yeah. I, 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 anything else to me just doesn't – even Cole winning doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because, okay, if Cole wins, what are you going to do with him now until the draft? He's going to the main roster. He, they, they, they have to at this point. So it, if he – if he's still under contract by then, which I believe he is, yeah, I it's, think that's been confirmed. Yet. I think the undisputed era is going to the main roster. Regardless, I don't think Kyle O'Reilly will be going, and I think that's. I think they've managed to have the undisputed era be a pretty good, solid threesome in the last months, and I, and I think that's the path they're headed. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I I think Pat's winning this, unfortunately, but. It could, and I think this helps the storyline for Cole and O'Reilly. Even though you know, because because example, if Cole loses this, you don't want this to be a long feud with O'Reilly. You want Cole's going to be pissed. He's going to be pissed off that his brother turned on him. This is going to be a match that's going to have to happen right away. And I think perfect timing because the other pay-per-view would only be a month maybe you know five weeks away six weeks away that's perfect amount of time to get these two built up for that feud cole beats him ends his you know ends his you know nxt run and then kyle goes on his his singles career in nxt i think it's perfect i do i i just thought of another scenario though yeah what if McAvee beats him not because somebody turns on him but after the match, all three of them turn on him. Kind of a la Bullet Club. They could do it. They could. And then, and then you know, I would imagine O'Reilly would be the leader if I had to take a guess. But I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, but even then, it's still going the route I, I was kind of going. I don't know, man. I'm, it's, yeah. I still see a turn here. They need to do something big like this. Um, if Cole just wins outright, it's kind of stupid. Then I, it's, I know it sounds crazy because we want Cole to beat McAfee, but it's like if he just wins, it's kind of like okay, what was the point of this? There's got to be something fishy going on with this. To there, you said fishy. Well, there, there just has to be something. <laughs> something's up the sleever with WWE for for this. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go McAfee. You'll never see it come. Exactly. <laughs> and now for the final one, Kyrian slash Killer Cross against Keith Lee. What do you got? Well, I saw a picture. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. On one of the, uh, well, not, no, 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 a different one. Uh, before we started doing the the show, I, I was looking around on Facebook and I saw a picture somebody posted and a little caption underneath it saying enjoy it while it lasts because one of them oh yeah yeah i saw weekend. that i saw that oh you saw it yeah. too with uh, drew and, and keith yeah. people are like oh yeah you know keith's just a tra- transitional champion cross gonna win he leaves ready for the the main roster blah 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 so here's the thing um 
the whole never see it coming thing, yeah, that's more SummerSlam than TakeOver. Like, we haven't, you know, that's not the take the tagline for TakeOver. They're trying to keep NXT as separate as they possibly can from the main roster right now, probably because of Retribution. It wouldn't make any sense for Retribution to fuck up this match. <laughs> um, I could see that happening, though, based on the fact that it doesn't make any fucking sense, but I'm not going to predict that. Um, I have a tough time because I go back and forth with this. Like, who's going to win? Who's going to lose? I think, though, regardless of who wins, the loser of this match is going to the main roster. That being said, I'm picking Karrion Cross because I don't think he's ready yet to get to the main roster. He's good from what we've seen, but we haven't been exposed enough to him for Vince to say, I want him. But we have with Keith Lee, especially a Survivor Series last year. Even though he didn't win, he won me over, that's for damn sure. I liked him before that, but I really liked him after that, especially seeing that shit live, and that should have closed the show. I will go down in history saying that, but regardless. Um, it sucks, though, that he's a transitional champion in NXT, but at the same time, they've gone down this road many times with people before where they like, okay, they win a belt briefly and then they go somewhere else. You know, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm the one thing that, that keeps me thinking that he's not going yet. though is because of Mia, but Vince doesn't care if, you know, couples are together or not the same brand, whatever. And, and right now, Nobody's traveling anywhere anyway. It'll be in the same place anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. It'll just be a different night. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna pick Cross. I think there's there's so many more matchups that they can do on NXT with your with your champion being a heel. Um, in all honesty, I would have rather though if they were gonna go this route rather this match be Cole and Cross the way that they originally started it or even a three-way like you had thought at one point because Cole not being in this picture Cole not being the guy to pass the torch to the guy that's actually going to be there rubs me the wrong way I get it it's a work it doesn't matter blah 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 but it's just I don't know it just bothers me and it's nothing against Keith Lee and as a matter of fact, it makes me, you know, I, I, I like Keith Lee more. So it's like, okay, he's here for, you know, a month reign as champion. Now he's gone. Well, that sucks. So, but like I said, Karrion Cross, new NXT champion. That's my pick. What you got? So I was going back and forth too. I originally, before the retribution shit started, I thought this maybe would end in a DQ because of Ciampa. Um, but I, I'm sticking to my guns that Ciampa's the, the, the head of, of Retribution. And, you know, I can, st- I can say, oh, maybe Retribution. Yeah, no, nah, they're, they're, they're doing, if anything, they're doing in the main event of, of SummerSlam. 
Um, you know, they could he could still be in retribution, but he could still also cost them a DQ because, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. But like I said before, with the Jesse, whatever girl her name is with the purple hair, trying to throw you off the side. Yeah, so I just I think that, keep that in mind. That too. The problem with that is, is that that doesn't I mean, unless they're going to do this, unless they're going to go the, the way of retribution, not unmask themselves for, you know, two months or something like that. Then fine, but that's it. That'd be God, that'd be getting out of control. But, um, yeah, but I could see that happening. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go back to what I said about the last match. There is a draft coming up in October. Keith Lee has been a workhorse for them for a while. I could see Lee and Shotzi going to, you know, whatever SmackDown or Raw. Keith Lee is ready made for the main roster. They're gonna need an opponent. You know, on regardless, they're going to need an re- opponent for you know either Drew, Randy, or you know the Fiend. So that that, that uh, it makes sense. So I'm going to go cross, um, and I'm confident w- w- with my pick. I think a way to end this match so it doesn't look bad upon Lee is I Scarlett's going to get involved in, in this some way, and, and I think the thing that they could do is is Scarlett does something in this match to quote unquote knock out Keith Lee so that Keith Lee is in a submission hold and he doesn't lose. He just is knocked out. I think that's the way you can do this. So it Keith Lee never tapped out, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Because, uh, you know, Kieran's finisher right now, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a submission hold. So, yep. you know, you got to do this to save Lee. I said this months ago, man. And there's, it's not it's it's known. WWE pictures Lee as you know the you know a potential face of the company, and as Cross goes, they consider him the next big thing. So you put these two guys together, you have to look at who will suffer more to a loss, and that is unfortunately Cross. You're building Cross up as this monster machine fucking guy. And he cannot take a loss. He can't. He can't. So the only way he could take a loss is if it's one of these losses that you just you you stand up and, and, and applaud afterwards. Like he takes fucking ten spirit bombs, and you're just like, we get it. We get it. Yeah, you know, I don't see that happening with 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 those two. Though. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see them going that route with with Cross right now with his character. No, I, not at all. And I agree. And there's enough talent. And this is why I brought up Finn Balor late yes earlier. I think mm-hmm. Finn is a perfect opponent to go against Cross for this title. The the fucking um, promos alone would be gold. Keith Lee doesn't have. There's not enough opponents. I mean, yeah, you could say heels, fine, but he's already he, he's 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 feuded with everybody. That 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 would yeah, make that would make sense. He had his little quick thing with Grimes. Like, who's he gonna go against? Yeah, he already beat Grimes. He already beat Priest. He's already beaten Dijakovic multiple times. Which I think Dijakovic's in retribution, so he wouldn't be here. But I mean, who's he gonna go against of substance that's gonna make sense? I mean, especially if Velveteen Dream wins the North American title. Then it's like, okay, who? I mean, who's really going to be a, a, a candidate? I mean, Ridge Holland, he's not there yet. Thatcher? He... The, Thatcher would be the only one, but that's like, again, it's one guy. And so that's not even big many. enough. He's not Thatcher's not there yet enough to where you're going to believe that's a believable opponent 
for for Lee to lose the belt. To lose the belt, I don't think you're right. You're you're right. Not to lose, not not like to the yeah, but people know who Thatcher are. Yeah, oh no, before he got definitely. But there's more, and there's more faces. I feel like to go against Cross. You got Finn. You got Priest. You got you know Reed's a face now, and they have a backstory. You know, you got you know Ridge seems like he's a face for some reason right now. I mean, there's you know Thatcher's a tweener, but you know Loomis, you know like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what if? And again, this kind of you know you said earlier about Champa, you know, causing a DQ or whatever, wouldn't make sense if he's a leader. You know, retribution, blah blah blah, whatever. Also, wouldn't make sense if Dijakovic's in retribution. But again, you know, say they don't unmask for two months or whatever. What if the finish of this match is Dijakovic thrown in the towel on Lee? <laughs> That's how Cross wins. You know, it's it's it's, it's possible. Um, the only thing I don't like about that is, is then you got to do something with with Lee and Dijakovic, you know, and that's yeah. that's the only thing. And then it, it still fucks with the retribution thing. Um, it it does in a sense, but you know, here's the thing: they could what they could do, like Lee's leaving, right? But you know, you don't want him to just drop the belt and then be gone. Right, because they've done that shit before, or they drop the belt and they still have like a, you know, another match on on NXT where like when Bobby Roode when he lost the belt, you know, before he went to the main roster, he had one more match. Uh, but but he you know he lost the belt then he debuted I think on SmackDown then he's like oh yeah I've got one more match because he was still there you know that was before they were on USA but still, I could see them doing something like Lee loses the belt. You know, Dijakovic throws in the towel. They have one more match between the two of them. It's, you know, loser leaves NXT or some shit like that. And then Dijakovic wins. And then bye bye Keith Lee. And then Dijakovic's still around for a little bit. Or he just isn't on TV mysteriously like they like to do with people sometimes. And then the retribution thing starts. Or he's not even in retribution. You know, like I said, I don't think they know. (laughs) I think the only one that I think. Well, I'll say this. I do think Ciampa and Dijakovic are in, are in retribution. I really do. I think they slipped when they did that. They're fucking. Um, they're Deleted yeah. Twitter I think they. Order. I think they jumped the gun. And that was the issue. But I'll throw another scenario out here, and this will actually, if the McAfee Cole match is the main event, <laughs> I like this scenario as what's going to happen. There is another takeover before the draft. What if this match is ends in a fucking DQ or DQ? Like this is just a brawl. This match is stopped. Like there is, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it is a DQ. Like Keith Lee flips at some point in this fucking match. You know, and then rematch at the takeover in in October. Now yeah. because then that doesn't that doesn't hurt Cross. It doesn't hurt Lee. It makes me it looks it makes Lee look strong. You know, Cross looks like he got screwed. I mean, I think there's a lot of possibilities here they can go, you know, and I think that'd be the only way we see Lee winning is by DQ in in some fashion. I I can't for the life of me. Maybe I'm wrong in this, man. I don't know. I know they're high as fuck. Problem is they're high on both of them. So it's literally like, okay, pick your fucking poison. And, you know, here we are. We're in August. 
Lee takes a month off, October here, you can start getting Lee ready for the main roster, you know, for, for, for WrestleMania season. It, it just, it makes sense, man. It's it, the timing. Everything makes sense. Cross has got at least another year on the main roster. I, I mean, on NXT, I would imagine. But then again, who, who, who knows? I mean, there's a, you know, yeah. like it could be, it could be Cross is the one that's going to the main roster, but I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it yet either. I don't think. Uh... And, and Jay, I'll put this too. The fact that they're they're announcing, they announced that NXT is part of the draft as well. So, and I, you know, that eliminates the. I believe champions are eliminated from the draft. Am I am I am I correct in that? I don't know. Sometimes they have them. Sometimes they don't. Who I don't knows? know. I'm just like I said. I'm sticking with my. I'm sticking with Cross. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, should be a oh my interesting show. God! Did you see the fucking? They they just did the preview of Thunderdome. No. Oh my God! This looks like it's gonna be a fucking. It's like a distraction. Oh boy! So so you you could register right to like you know be on there or whatever. They got all these rules. You can't wear like third party shirts and well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about all that fucking ridiculous um, nonsense. I actually tried to sign up, but it was uh, already closed. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it for. Uh, I'm gonna try to do it for um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah, I might try it too. We'll see. I just, we'll I just see. sent you a Summer, pick of Thunder Dome, so Let me know what you think. Uh, all right, I'll take a look and we get off because I can't look at it. Now, ah, okay. But... Um. So yeah, I got, an, I got, I, I can do my quick thing unless you got anything else you want to talk about. Um. No. I, I think uh, we pretty much covered everything as far as that goes. I, I am, I will say this much. I am very much looking forward to Dynamite on Saturday. And uh, I, Dark Tony did mention the fact that off oh, the NBA game goes five minutes later, then hey, it starts at 6.05. Nice, nice. <laughs> and they were like, oh, how about that? It's, uh, wrestling on Saturdays again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I know you're gonna talk about busted open, and and I'm I'm like I literally I'm like a month behind on it. I've been listening to the podcast version because you can't get the full versions once they're gone. I think it was only like 13 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Which you know the podcast version is fine because they pretty much give you like you know all the main details. But um, I, I you know they just just a couple quick things they're mentioned about you know, Baron Corbin being like one of the best heels in the business right now. And, and he, he is, I think he is. Uh, he just doesn't, you know, he, he's, he doesn't try to be like the cool heel or anything like that. He's like, you know, the straight up heel. Um, they also did mention, uh, I think it was Bully and, and Mark Henry were talking about the whole Brian Cage and Taz deal. Uh, is this was after, uh, after the match with Moxley from uh, Fighter Fest and uh, or not Fighter Fest, fight, fight for the Fallen. Sorry, it's supposed to be a Fighter Fest. But um, one thing that I, I it, it made me go back and think about it, like what they were saying, like how they were pissed about the ending, not necessarily the ta- the Tastru and the Tall, but how Cage like basically no sell everything, and how Cage was like. Even before that, like when when Taz gave him the FTW title, like he just like kind of no soul, like oh it's cool, not like being all like oh my god I just I have the title it's amazing blah 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 whatever, and like I just just sitting there and thinking about that I'm like yeah you know that that's not 
you know, I don't want to nitpick things, but it, it, I remember at the time we didn't really, you know, I, I didn't care. I didn't hate the finish. But now thinking back, all the shenanigans seemed like so, trying to sell the arm, but then trying to punch them and referees holding them back and all this other stuff. It just doesn't seem like they're, they did. It seems like they rushed it too much. Like they could have built it up more. Like we're talking about with, you know, and with takeover coming up, but I don't know, just those two things I, I mentioned what they said on Busto because I just want to segue into that. But I don't know if you have any comments on that before you do your thing, but just figure I'd bring that up real quick. No, I I can I, I can see where you're coming from with it though, definitely. Yeah. Um cool. So I don't necessarily have I don't really have necessarily anything to say about necessarily about busted open. They just they brought something up to me that I didn't really, I guess, realize. And I guess you mentioned this on our podcast. I it didn't occurred to me maybe i just didn't hear you maybe the phone broke up i, I don't recall but um so i went back and watched the ending of monday night raw and i gotta tell you man that was bad and yep. very it, it was very bad it was a very bad move from Shawn michaels now bubba your know, bully's kind of like you're taking away from the championship match like you're Randy Orton needs to go to that next level and it's basically what bully said you know he's there's not too many people in the company right now that Randy needs to get above he, and you know bully's like okay who Roman Roman's not there you know he was like Seth Seth's already in something you know you need something to happen to bring Randy to that next level and he's like and you're doing so good with it. You're making this, 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 him this incredible, vicious heel. And he does this, these, these moves to, you know, a guy who hasn't wrestled in a decade, who's 55 years, I think he said 55 years old or something like that, or 53 year old man or whatever, whatever age he is. And a minute later, he's getting up. And then you hit Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre's out. Like, it makes it's horrible. Well, Drew did get up, but you know a little bit towards the end. But, but I he, mean, yeah, not 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 like Michael. No, but Michael did. like he, Sean, like pretty much popped up right yeah. away. Like not like not like Hogan Vader selling, but you know it was it was pretty bad. It it, it it was bad, and like you know, there's obviously rumors going around like, oh, that's Shawn Michaels, obviously, because you know Randy Orton's a made man, but you know so is Shawn Michaels. He's like Shawn Michaels is a boss, you know, like Randy's not a boss. Like Shawn Michaels is a boss. And, you know, legit. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and it's like, okay, there's not much Randy could do to Sean. And there's not much Sean can do to Randy, you know, with his comments about NXT. So, what does Sean go ahead and do? Get himself booked on the show and then fuck Randy over in, in, a, in a move. No, no sold the shit out of a move. And, you know, it's a bad, you know, then there's reports going on of like, oh, okay, well, maybe Shawn Michaels is, you know, running retribution. But then if you go that route, okay, but then you're basically pointing out that wrestling's fake. So I, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, oh, Shawn didn't sell because of retribution. Okay, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? Oh, well, wrestling's fake, so he's no sold. Oh, now we get it. That is still, you can't do that. So, this was just a bad and ugly thing. And now another report going around or the, the, or the Greco brought this up is there was something said that um, 
Randy is going to lose that or Randy's going to lose this match this weekend, whether it's a Claymore kick or sweet chin music. And Bully's like, why would you say that? You know, Bully's like, now you have to be there. You have to be involved in that because you said something, you know? So, you know, like, and it makes a point Like, you took away from, this being a Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton finish to, well, now Shawn Michaels has to be there because he brought, he, and it's true. He has to be involved in this ending in some way. What, what if they announce him like say on the pre-show or something that he's a special guest ref for them? They, they won't do that. But if they do it that last minute like that, horrible. And bull and, and what bully alluded to, he said, he's like, this is the second biggest main event of the year. This is the second biggest main event of the year. And you just took by talking about a Hall of Famer who wasn't even involved in this feud. Five days or six days before this feud, is, this match is about to happen. It just, and the fact that he made a comment like that indicates something else is going something's going to happen in this and there's obviously been reports i told you about this how you'll never see it coming and then that oh there's already talks about ending the finish in like a to be continued type of way and going back at payback and then there's obviously all this talk of retribution you know being involved in the end of this match there's so much going on but i just i found it funny that you know they they did this, and I guess we're going back and looking at this. You know, it, it it's true. It's not. It, it it's it's a it was a bad fucking move, man. And then, you know, the other thing too is here, and and it, this is what one thing I, that kind of got me about, you know, busted open is, you know, if you're watching wrestling, and you're not like you know, if you're over the age, I'd say of like thirteen. You know wrestling's fake. So, and, and I get where Bully's coming from. You want to suspend the belief of people. That's fine. But we still know it. it's fake. So, you know, I don't know. Like, doing things in order for that to, you know, help the cause is one thing. But I, it just, man, dude, Jay, when I went back and looked at this, man, I was like, I, I I guess I didn't I guess I didn't realize it when when it happened I don't know because I you know why because I I knew it was coming anyway I was it was so predictable so then when it happened I was just like yeah whatever and I you know then I just wasn't paying attention and then it, at that point but when I go back and look at it man bad fucking move by Shawn Michaels well. Speaking of a distraction, I did take a look at that picture you sent me, and oh my god, that looks awful. Um, I, I would hate to be workers in the middle of the rain while that shit's going on, but we'll we'll, <clears throat> we'll see tomorrow night, I guess. Um, so here's the thing about this. Um, you know, I, did he do it on purpose? If he did, yeah, it's a horrible move. But, uh, see, the thing about Michael Hickenbottom, Shawn Michaels, throughout his career, he's been known to, like, do stuff that's, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily on board and, you know, whatever the case may be. 
As he's gotten older, though, those things have kind of changed. They've made mockery of him, of that, you know, skits, the DX, the Hall of Fame speeches, whatever. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard him be quote unquote unprofessional uh, in quite some time. So, do I believe that it's him going into business for himself by doing this to defend NXT or whatever? could happen but I tend to believe it's not I tend to believe at this point in his life Shawn Michaels is a company guy and yeah I mean where's he gonna go EW whatever but you don't know any I mean he knows people but whatever like his home is WWE his home is Vince his home is H his home is Steph you know that's, that's that's where he belongs I don't think you know, maybe he has the idea that he's Teflon and whatever, you know, they can't touch me if I do this, blah, 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 whatever, I'll get a slap on the wrist, whatever the case may be. I still don't see him doing it. I still think that things are done for a reason in this company. <clears throat> Regardless if the reasons make sense or if we agree with them or whatever. Now, this whole tagline of never see it coming, all these other um I don't want to call them red herrings as much, but all these like rumors that have been swirling around and, you know, the retribution stuff, everything just happening all at once. Now, the only way Shawn Michaels gets involved in this match, I think, like if we physically see him get involved in this match is if he's either a special guest ref or... Retribution basically ruins the end of this match, and he's one of Retribution, and you you see a super kick at the end, and whatever. I don't necessarily see that happening, though, either. Now, um, he should have just stayed down, and he should never have said that comment, and they should have just done the segment the way they did the segment, and that was it. Now, Maybe, you know, they did the segment that way as a red herring to make people think to throw him off the set. And then HBK won't be there in any way, shape, or form. And he'll have nothing to do with retribution. And it just was what it was. Because they've done shit like that before. Where it's like, you think it's going to be something, and then it turns out to be something else or nothing at all. So, I kind of see it going that direction. But, you know, I, I get it. You know, like I said, when I saw it, I was just like, wow. You know. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Hello? Jay. Jay did something to his uh, his headset here, it sounds like. So, you know, when I watched it, I, I agree with you, it was bad. Like, last thing, like, when I saw it, I was just like, wow, okay, like, he's staying down. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I thought Flair, I mean, stood down, but he was like, when the guys came out, he was talking to him. and it's not really, you know, you got to watch it with the mics and whatnot, but whatever. But this was like, wow, like, kick head, you know down and yeah he hasn't wrestled in a decade well I 
unless you count the Saudi match. He hasn't wrestled in a decade, but he hasn't really, you know, it is what it is. But, um, no, nah, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, there's a lot I have to say about SummerSlam, and I will, you know, after we watch SmackDown and do our predictions. There's a lot of stuff that I want to get into in regards to stuff like this with, with some of the matches in the card, but I just, I don't know. I like my gut just tells me it was just done the way it was done for whatever reason. And it's like not a big deal and it won't be a part of anything going forward, but I could be wrong, but that's just what I feel. Yeah. Um, We'll see. I mean, like I said, um, I get where you're coming from about how he's, you know, he he is he is a company guy. But and and I think the thing is, is I think Shawn Michaels knows that he can pull a move like this and nothing will happen to him because he's Triple H's best friend. And Triple H is going to be, you know, the the, the guy running the fucking the the, the company when, when, when Vinnie Mac's gone. So I think and then, you know, and while Randy's a company guy, Randy has been over the years very vocal about things, you know, just his attitude, the way he's gone about things before. So Randy has more of a, of a tra- you know, of a track record. And I, you know, on top of it too, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a bad move by Shawn Michaels who should be a class act. I get it. Shawn Michaels has a, has a, is in love with, with the NXT product. That's his baby along with triple H, you know, what's triple H's baby, but Shawn Michaels has obviously took it to an, you know, helped take it to the next level. So they care about that more than anything. And in that defense, they don't want to hear anybody say anything bad about anybody on that show. Now, I think this actually, I think this is stemming more towards why I think Ciampa's in retribution. Now I'll say this. I think Drew's winning this title or keeping the title. I don't, I don't see Drew losing this. Now, while Sean didn't sell properly, I think this is a way for them to have retribution. Like that's the last straw. Like Chopper shows up as retribution and they do something to Randy Orton. I think that's where this is headed right now. And if anything, Sean did what he did in my eyes you know, I don't know why he did what he did to begin with, but I think he took the job to help Ciampa with with retribution, in my opinion, because that's one of his boys. But we'll see where this goes. I'm going to just say that Drew's winning this match, but the way this show is going to end, and maybe I'm wrong about this, retribution is going to Get involved, wreak havoc, and all you're going to fucking see is Drew laid out, Randy laid out, Retribution standing in the ring, and to be continued across. I'm telling you, that's how SummerSlam is ending this year. You know what would be better? If they just fuck up and destroy the Thunderdome and at the like the end just staring at one of them, staring at the camera, just say, ha, 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 welcome to Thunderdome, oh, bitches, and then they go off the air. That'd be the best. Well, they're not going. They're not going. They're not going to destroy I, Thunderdome, but no. Well, no, and, and not, actually, I would. Love that's to see that's that. what I'm glad you said because that's what got me with the whole 
what, what Bully said about making things believable. And Bully's like, you know, he was excited when he saw the chainsaw come out and, you know, whatever, when they, when they, when they cut the ropes. But Bully's like, okay, why did you stop there? He's like, cut the fucking ring down. Tear up the mat. He's like, I've yep. seen people with fucking spray, you know, um, spray paint and shit. I don't want to see that. I want to see you take right. the, the chainsaw to the middle of the ring and start going at it. He's like, that is an attention grabber. Not cutting the ropes yeah. off and going to well, you know, the end of the show. That's kind of what I thought they were going to do you know, on the last draw before um, the move. So they would, you know, completely destroy it. So there's no, you know, yeah, they could put another ring in, but you know what I mean? I just, just completely fucked the whole thing up and they didn't. So, well, I mean, they did fuck the whole thing up, but not, yeah. you know, you know what but I mean. <laughs> like I said, we'll, we'll, not in a we'll good see way. where this goes. Um, should be an interesting man, but we'll, we'll have our summer preview on the, on, the show from SmackDown, so yeah, it'll probably be tomorrow night after. Yeah, SmackDown, so but we'll see. um, that's all I got for wrestling today. Unless you got anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, I'm trying to think. If there's any other breaking news that happened that I saw before we came on, but I don't think so. I know the ratings we touched upon, uh, the hockey game. So it'd be preempted. We touched upon. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I got anything else. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow night to get it over with, so then we can move on to Saturday because I'm really excited for Saturday, especially for Dynamite. And then, um, yeah, I, I. I I want to give my my picks because there's a lot I want to say about SummerSlam. I'll probably so. watch, um, and or I'll watch Takeover live, and I'll probably put um, Dynamite on my my laptop and kind of stream it at the same time, and then just you know, especially since I kind of know any, any know. way about Dynamite as it is, so it's like I'm kind of as it is. I'm not as into it, Excited. yeah, because not new. I mean, I mean, most of it is, but regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it all depends on what time Dynamite actually starts, but we'll see what happens. Um, I know this is a wrestling podcast, but I just want to say congratulations to the the Blackhawks on a. They actually had a, you know, playoff experience this year. It was brief, but that made me happy as a hockey fan. I know you don't give a shit about hockey. And I love my Blackhawks as much as I love wrestling. So just wanted to give a shout out there. But um, yeah, everybody uh, just, you know, thanks for listening as always. Um, oh, the uh, Billy Wack, uh, I believe, has a new video up uh, about the Night of the Super Wrestlers. I did um, put that on our page. So if you guys want to take a look and see, um, I think it's on there. If not, you know, you can always find him and see it, see it yourselves that way. But, you know, if you're on our page, like, comment, share, do the whole shebang, and, you know, keep us going. Because as long as you want to hear us, we'll be here for you. Definitely, definitely. It sounds good to me, man. Uh, yeah, other than that, I'm, I ain't got nothing else. All right. Well, thank, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you very soon. All right. Sounds good, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.